to Deeply Disturbing Things. The podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And we're two anxious counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. Join us. Hey. Hey, it's a dark and stormy day. On your side of town. It was sunny in my side of town. It has been raining <laughs> a lot. More than usual. More than it's For our region this usual. time of year, especially. Do we know that for a fact? Well, last Are, year we had a you heat dome. Catch your stats. I read the Facebook comment. <laughs> What's it Facebook? I don't know. Podbean. Podbean. Someone well, commented because we put in our description stats that and were slightly, I mean, no. Inaccurate. Off. Off. Whatever. Which means that we got it from someone that had their stuff off. Or it could be a typo. Could be. We're not sure. There's many explanations. <laughs> and we're bad at math. And we're bad at math. We've We've explained that before. But I loved your response, which um, really just, we love it. I just really just deeply expressed gratitude for that person for pointing out our flaws and inaccuracies. I love it. So that we could, you know, grow and improve. I eat that shit for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. You could at least do us the the justice of hopefully, I'm hoping that you actually listen to that episode. Actually listen to it, yeah. I don't know. Trolls be trolls, listeners be listeners. So I, I hope that you follow. In stars through. be in stars. In stars be in stars. I'm trying to get behind it. I really am. It was your idea. I know. I get to go first today. <laughs> like two hours in. I know. Butterflies got me excited. <laughs> yes, you get to go first today. Butterflies? What? What are you talking about? Your topic. I'm not talking about butterflies. Not today, but that oh, was before. the day. That's what in stars came from. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting what forget? that even was. <laughs> it was your thing. You were admiring my beautiful rock. You do I have a, on the desk here. Magical rock. I got it at a rock shop in Portland. And then I thought I lost it in our rental car. And I submitted a lost item report. And it said, what is it? And I said, a rock. <laughs> Describe the rock. Well, small and round. It's kind of oval blues and greens they never found it um and then i just found it last weekend it was actually in the bottom of my suitcase oops that some poor sorry budget rental car person at budget rental car (laughs) was going through that car looking for a rock (laughs) were they though were they really i mean i like to think the best of people (laughs) so maybe they may have thought that i was trolling them that's true find my rock find it it is a beautiful rock though it is. And it was quite pricey, actually. <laughs> Good thing to lose. Okay, here's my topic. Take it away. What the frack? King? Disaster? Did you ever watch <laughs> Battlestar Galactica? I'm guessing no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> On the show, frack is used as a stand-in for, like, fuck. It's like a space version of fuck. Mm, so okay. they, like, use frack or fracking. But I'm not talking about that frack. I'm talking about hydraulic fracturing, which is known as fracking. Okay, that's how I know it as. If you're like me, you've always kind of wanted to know a little bit more about what this actually is. Yeah, I don't, I I have, anytime I've asked someone, they give you like that word, or not word, like a sentence about it that tells you nothing more than you knew before you heard that sentence. (laughs) And I still, like, if you ask me now. Like they say it's fracking. Like, like what is fracking? Oh, it's fracking. It's <laughs> you know, yeah, fracking. it's where they it's hydraulic fracturing. They, they, they do things in the dirt <laughs> and frack. 
Well, what I love about this podcast is it gives me the opportunity to really learn more about things that I'm curious about. Fracking is bad, I've learned. <laughs> That's kind of what I either hear like fracking is bad or there's people that are like the people who say fracking are bad are bad. So I don't know who to believe because I don't know much about fracking. I'm really fracking excited about this. <laughs> I am too. Fracking involves drilling into the earth and directing a high pressure mixture of water, sand and chemicals directs it at the rock layer and it like fractures it and it releases the gas or oil inside oh, okay. hydraulic fracturing okay so the name makes sense yeah yeah fracking is oh, its no. nickname <laughs> so you drill this well down really far one to two miles and then once that vertical well reaches the deep layer of rock where the natural oil or gas exists then it starts drilling horizontally okay. along the rock layer and that can go another mile along. So it's like a, it could be a straight down or at an angle. So like sort of like an L shaped. Okay. After the well is all drilled out, then fracking fluid is pumped down into the well at an extremely high pressure, in some cases exceeding 9,000 pounds per square inch. And I was like, well, what does that mean? So I researched, what is the pressure in a shower? <laughs> That's comparable. That's something we can relate to. That's something I can relate to. So a shower, the max allowable pressure is 80 pounds per square inch. So with fracking, it's 9,000 pounds per square inch. I wouldn't survive. We wouldn't survive. We would be fracked. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just like to preface, we are not geologists or fracking experts. (laughs) We have never said we are experts in anything no and we are just lovers of knowledge and we like to learn and people love like to learn oh that's weird never mind (laughs) i don't know what you're gonna say let's let it started saying people lovers it's too soon i haven't even drank anything people lovers (laughs) we are people lovers i feel like that's a little too i don't even think that's fully true i am really sweaty for some reason it's hot in here it's it's like moist (laughs) (laughs) moist from the outside from the all the rain out there yeah the flowers are loving it. I mean, everything oh, is growing. I thought really you'd jump back into the topic. Oh, no. no. Flowers do not love. The flowers are loving it. Do not love the fracking. <laughs> okay. This pressure, this 9,000 pounds per square inch of pressure, fractures the rock, creates fissures and cracks mm-hmm. so that the oil and gas can flow out. They also put in all kinds of additives and chemicals that serve all kinds of purposes. This could be detergents, salts, acids, alcohol, hmm. lubricants, disinfectants. So they also pump in sand or other little particles. They're called propants. And they do just that. They prop open the hole. Ooh, so like that all spacers. the stuff can flow in and out. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Once the underground rock is shattered and the propants are in place, then the trapped reservoirs of gas and oil are released and pumped back to the surface, along with millions of gallons of flowback liquid. This flowback liquid contains water and a number of contaminants, including radioactive material, heavy metals, hydrocarbons, and other toxins. Mm -hmm. This wastewater may be stored 
on site in pits, or it might be injected deep underground in wells. And nobody really has done any long-term studies yet because fracking really blew up about 20 years ago to know what the long-term effects are of, of putting the, all that yeah, I mean, poison deep underground. Well, yeah. And I was just going to say how I know that they handle like actual like radioactive material is it has to be contained and then buried and then monitored for maintenance. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of monitoring. Or maintenance. Or maintenance. <laughs> Just, they just put it way underground and just hope everybody won't notice. Well, and that, that's probably one of the problems from folks that I've heard this is a problem for, because it's on, yes, that may be their land that they're doing that with, but uh, that then seeps into other people's water and landage. You're going to be amazed. Am I? Yes. Great. By the shit show that is fracking. A brief history of fracking, if you will. I this will. was uh, originally called shooting the well. Uh, and that was a practice that dated back to 1862, has been credited to Colonel Edward Roberts. In the midst of fighting during the Civil War's Battle of Fredericksburg, Roberts had time uh, amidst the carnage on the battlefield to note the impact that artillery had on narrow water-filled channels so that it blasted everything, everything out. out of it. Yes. Oh, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. A few years later, he applied this observation to the design of an exploding torpedo that could be lowered into an oil well and detonated, shattering the surrounding rock. Okay. And when water was pumped into the well, the oil flows increased sometimes mm -hmm. as much as 1200 percent wow and just like that fracking was born dollar bills in the 1940s explosives were replaced with high pressure blasts of liquids and so hydraulic fracking became the standard in the mm -hmm. oil and gas industry it wasn't until the beginning of the 21st century that two key changes helped spark fracking's current boom. One was the use of slick water, a mix of water, sand, and chemicals to make the fluid less viscous so it flowed better. And the other innovation was pairing fracking with that horizontal drilling. So that increased the productive potential of each well because it could reach more rock formations that way. So I just got gas in my car today. So this is very fresh in my mind. It is. Yeah. These advances, combined with an influx of investment into high global fossil fuel prices, I mean, Which oil and paid today. natural gas <laughs> prices have just uh -huh. gone through the roof. Um, so fracking just went into overdrive. Of the approximately 1 million U.S. wells that were fractured between 1940 and 2014, about one third of those were fractured after 2000, the year 2000. So this has really been a boom in the last 20 years. And so that's because of those skyrocketing prices. So there's big money involved. Um, and also the, the way of conventionally getting those fossil fields, like those resources are depleted, mm -hmm. you know, like the old style, Imagine yeah, like the oil things that go up and down. Well, I've seen those <laughs> pumping uh, it out, like in in Denver, for example. They're everywhere. Or on like uh, the old Dallas TV show. 
I don't understand. You don't know the reference. No. You don't understand. Don't understand. You don't care. No Nintendo. What is in fracking fluid? Nobody knows. Know. <laughs> nobody knows. How does nobody know? No, well, the companies know. Well, that's not fair. That's like McDonald's. Like, come on. <laughs> At a certain point, you gotta tell us what's in your meat, man. <laughs> well, most states with oil and gas production have rules requiring disclosure of chemicals used in fracking. Those rules often contain exclusions for quote confidential business information, unquote. <laughs> Which can be used to shield the identities of chemicals that are considered trade secrets. Okay. The EPA identified over a thousand different chemicals that could be used in fracking formulas. Common ingredients, very unhealthy, include methanol, ethylene glycol, and propargyl alcohol. And these chemicals, very hazardous to human health. And the potential health impacts of the majority of chemicals really aren't known because we just don't have the information about the hazards and risks. Well, they're not disclosing. Well, that we can't really study it. Yeah, you need more time to go by to to watch people die. Let's dive deeper into fracking. Okay. Are you getting a bad feeling about it? I mean, yeah, I feel like if somebody mentioned fracking now, I have a visual image of fluids entering spaces, sand entering spaces, holding those spaces open. So that opens. Yeah. I like propens. Propens. I like it. I think it's a good term. It's a good term. <laughs> Listeners, you're lucky that you're not called propens. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes we just like the sound of something. We stick with it for, for a little bit. For a little bit until we forget. <laughs> I love that you forgot the instars is your own word. <laughs> Fracking consumes a massive amount of water. So this is one reason it's bad. Um, The amount of water used per frack job has grown and exacerbates the impact on water supplies. In 2016, the average Texas Permian Basin fracking job used enough water to fill 16 Olympic swimming pools. Which in a lot of these places that like experience drought. (laughs) Like mm-hmm. taking that water when people are struggling to just maintain water for drinking. Yeah. So using water, that's one thing. Water contamination is another reason fracking is bad. And take your water and spit in the cup you have left. <laughs> so Rude. threats to water include spills and leaks of fracking fluids. The injection of fluids into inadequately built wells. I mean, that's just never a good idea to inject fluids into inadequately built anything. It's never a good idea. <laughs> and poor wastewater management practices. Hmm. For Yeah. How, what do they do with it once it's been contaminated? Another reason fracking is bad is that operators can't completely control where the fractures occur. Yeah. And a fracture might extend farther than it intended. It can link up with a naturally occurring fault, other natural or man-made structures or other wells, and then carry mm-hmm. fluids to other geograph- geological formations. Causing distillation. Including distillation. potentially drinking water supplies. Yeah, yeah, that all sounds bad. It's not a precise yeah. science. It kind of reminds me of uh, the topic on um, the most dangerous job uh, of tree 
fell, felling fall? tree felling tree felling yeah of like they do all this planning and like it sounds really good and then the tree snaps up and just like yeah what did your dad say could predict 100 percent that it would fall down yeah <laughs> exactly it sounds exactly like that <laughs> according to the epa there's a lack of data on how close these fractures are to underground aquifers the agency was unable to determine with any amount of certainty whether fractures reached underground drinking water sources. Some fractured rock formations are separated from aquifers by thousands of feet. And in some cases, hydraulic fracturing occurs within a drinking water resource. Mm. For example, in the Pavilion gas field in the Wind River Basin of Wyoming, the same formation that contains natural gas also provides drinking water for the nearby town of Pavilion. Ooh. While the drinking water is generally shallower, so at a different level than the gas, there's no geologic barriers separating the two. Mm -hmm. And some of the private wells that provide drinking water have been contaminated with methane and other chemicals that may have escaped from the surface pits used to store wastewater or from those improperly constructed wells. I think that's going to be our theme today, improperly <laughs> constructed wells. Just too immature for this topic. Every time you say fracking, I substitute it in my mind. And then there's some funny layouts. We're children. Play along. It's okay. Anytime you hear fracking, substitute, <laughs> substitute with the other F word. There's also wastewater mismanagement. The wastewater can enter, enter and contaminate the environment in tons of different ways. For example, a broken North Dakota pipeline carrying produced water spilled about 3 million gallons of contaminants into a nearby creek. Oops. Big oops. There's also air pollution. Mm -hmm. uh, this is, you know, obviously a health threat. And this could be from venting gas just directly into the atmosphere, leaks, flaring, which is a controlled burn the release of contaminants through lots of different parts of the production process. So bad air pollution stuff. Natural gas is made up mostly of methane, a potent greenhouse grass, gas that traps more than 80 times as much heat as carbon dioxide. Also found in a lot of cow farts, which we talked yes. about in our big farming agriculture. Big episode. pharma. Big farming. Farming. You've done big pharma and big farming. I've done both of those. You've yes. done both of the big fuzz. The big fuzz. Now you got the big frack. <laughs> I'm doing the big frack. Yeah. So a broad range of health effects are associated with exposure to air pollutants, including mild to severe respiratory and neurological problems, cardiovascular damage, endocrine, endocrine disruption, birth defects, cancer, and premature death. I mean, death in general is not great, let alone premature. This part disturbs me because I have related trauma. Earthquakes. Mm. Fracking. Which totally makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't know. It seems dangerous. Yeah, it's creating earthquakes. There was an unprecedented increase in the number of earthquakes in the central part of the United States since 2009. And the U.S. Geological Survey determined that disposal wells, so remember that deep yeah, down yeah, yeah, yeah. place where they're putting that wastewater, 
are mostly to blame for this increase Interesting, in earthquakes. It's not even the like the fracking itself. It's the disposal of fluids. Right. Yeah. Hmm. The, it's bad. So the pressure exerted on a rock formation by the fluids injected into these disposal wells can cause faults to shift, this resulting in human-induced earthquakes. How scary. It is very scary. No, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna in a related, unrelated <laughs> way. Say so we've also had many topics that talk about injection of fluids in some way or another. What I can't even list. Mind? There's many. There we've had many. Oh. Uh, you mean like proboscis? Heroin? Oh, okay. Proboscis, heroin. And heroin. Proboscis uh, and heroin. The the uh. What's that stupid guy? I think the proboscis who... is sucking the fluids, though, not injecting them. Oh, that's it's a reverse process. Okay, well, what about the the? Oh, the semen guy. Yeah, the yeah. Cereal sure. semen donor. Cereal semen. That's donor. definitely you know, injecting injection unwelcome fluids. And that that one uh, doctor who injected and like was killing people, like no. Just no. stop injecting. Stop. Things. Just stop. Injection should have a consent form. <laughs> All types. I agree. <laughs> the central and eastern United States average just 25 annual earthquakes of a magnitude three or higher between 1973 and 2008, but experienced more than a thousand of these <laughs> quakes in 2015 alone. What? Yep. That's alarming. Yeah. And some of these man-made quakes have been large enough to cause property damage and injuries. Why can't we have anything nice? And this is happening in areas of the U.S. that aren't considered earthquake-prone, like Ohio and Oklahoma, which are now experiencing relatively strong seismic activity. They Freaky. already have tornadoes. Like, you should just get, get one wild card <laughs> max. Yeah, it's... It's crazy. And well, and what sucks is that the people making all the money off of this certainly don't live in those areas that are getting their certainly not. water polluted or having certainly earthquakes. Certainly not. Yes. Certainly. Certainly not. Environmental degradation. I saved that one. I didn't spit that. I wanted to add an extra G in there, but it's degradation, not degradation. Yeah, and we're not experts in words either. No, especially not words. We're kind of the worst at words. We are learning. Wait, we learn. Actually, all that we learn is that there's still more to know. Yes, exactly. The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know a thing. Fracking. Sorry, I'm going to be sensitive about the topic all day today now. Like other oil and (laughs) gas operations, there's a lot happening at these sites, let's just say. Okay. You have all these giant concrete pads they have to build. They have to build access roads there. There's pipelines. There's you know, trucks, there's noise, there's lights, it's round the clock. Porta potties. It's so much. Bagged lunches. So this infrastructure madness can fragment forests and rural landscapes and degrade important wildlife habitat. Yeah, I was wondering about like how wildlife got impacted if they're like who the uh, like 
important bugs and insects and am animals. Mule deer, I may say mule deer are being affected. <laughs> I don't so know happy. why you are laughing. <laughs> so this is serious. Here, I'm so serious. Let's that was the route about... I was going, and I was like, I mean, let me stand for the bugs. <laughs> let me tell you about the plight of the, the mule deer. Do you know how you know how like worms can like regrow? Not in not if they've been blown up, they can't. They can't. They can't. But mule deer? Mule deer definitely can't regrow. They can't at all. Whether they've been blown up or not. I think we just need to make that known. Maybe that'll help in, in this cause. <laughs> One poor study. Of what the, the frack of the mule deer? Of the poor mule deer. <laughs> Sorry, I have to look up a picture. Sorry. In northwestern Colorado, mm -hmm. for example, found that natural gas drilling operations had compromised as much as half of the poor animal's critical critical winter habitat. Okay, but these are like deer. Yeah. I okay. I was picturing They're called mule deer. Okay. I thought I was. What were you picturing? A hybrid? We were picturing I... a chimera. <laughs> no, like between one of a the... mule and a deer. <laughs> no, what are those like big ear with horn? Like, like a jackalope. A, a, a jackalope. An ass of a deer in the head of a mule. Is like, that what no, you're picturing? Like a jackalope. They're like bur burrows in the ground and then gets blown up. That's totally different. But well, that's good to know. And I think it's important for people to understand that that a mule deer, deer is real and that a jackalope <laughs> is something different entirely and may not be real. Well, I'm not going to say definitively. How deep does the fracking go? And do we know what that world looks like? It's like the ocean. We don't even really know. We know nothing. That's we've we, we blow up the evidence. So Ugh, people. See, this is why we actually don't love people. <laughs> <laughs> Proof. So, poor mule deer. I was really hoping for something cuter, just to be honest. They are cute. Look at that one right there. Look at those big ears. Yeah, I don't know. I've driven too many in roll. Like, there, I don't want them to be blown up, but I've had too many of these. They're not these being blown things. up. I They're never not. said mule deer were being blown up. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this is why we get called out for inaccuracies. This isn't about them, okay? This is about me and my understanding. Maybe you need to slow it down a little bit and explain it to me. Okay, Our winter habitat has been impacted. Did you tell me this already? I did, but I, I did I not listen. Think you were to talking it about jackalopes. I was on a track. You okay, are. so their winter habitats get destroyed. Yes, and so that has melts, really negatively impacted the mule deer the populations. Did they write a grievance letter? What? <laughs> what about their? I'm curious. Like, what about their habitat has been impacted about in the winter time? Well, because it's probably filled with a giant concrete drilling pad and noise and truck traffic. Like, where are they going to go? Oh, because they migrate there. They, they can't go there anymore. It's, so they don't go sucks. there. So they're they have nowhere to be in the winter. Where are they gonna go? If we have seasonal migration patterns, then that shit needs to be protected. Where will you go? Underground. And then what happens? Do you get blown up? Done. Mule deers are not getting blown up, Macy. And they're not crawling underground. At least not yet. <laughs> Just wait until the mule deer uprising <laughs> against Brackers. <laughs> this would be a great bee movie, like. I would love movie. it. Like was, those old videos yeah. you see where the deer is on its hind legs, like yes. <laughs> punching the hunter in the face. I love yeah. those videos. I may make something. I'll keep you posted. Fracking in the U.S. 
since 2014, hydraulically fractured horizontal wells have accounted for most of the new oil and gas wells, natural gas wells developed in the US, surpassing all other drilling techniques. Because it sounds like there's no regulations. They can just keep making money. There's lots of money in it and lots of shady regulations. Texas is the top producer of crude oil and natural gas. North Dakota ranks second for crude oil and Pennsylvania second for natural gas. However, about 30 states are estimated to sit above gas and oil rich shale and other tight rock formations. Tight. So I said tight. tight again. I said that last episode too. So tight. It's so tight. This <laughs> is so outdated. The fossil fuel industry has also set its sights on, it's so last episode, on areas such as the Florida Everglades. I'm sure everyone's going to go and try to find that now. Including the big Cypress <laughs> National, National Preserve, Ooh. despite the tremendous environmental risks. I mean, so many animals have that as their habitat. So and many we do not animals. want them to get blown up. No, and they might. They might. They might. Like, I'm just going to go back to the worm. Like, his life is important. He helps things. I, I value the worm. I don't consider it lowly. I love worms. Jeez, could you imagine all of a sudden that sand goes in there and he's like, we finally got super highways installed. Woo! Too bad it's filled with toxins. Yeah. Did you ever read that book, How to Eat Fried Worms when you were little? It was like yeah, a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I feel like I need one. Have you ever eaten a worm? Have you? I may have eaten one of those at the bottom of a bottle of mezcal back in Ew, the day. No, I've never. I've licked a slug. I've done that. Oh, I heard you could die from that or get paralyzed. That's a total lie. No, look it up. Your that tongue goes numb. My tongue went numb. No, it happened to a kid. He got paralyzed. Did he eat the slug? I think. I don't know if he ate he him or not licked just him. Lick it. Well, it could was, I have died? You could have died. <laughs> I was or, unsupervised. <laughs> or been paralyzed. It happened to him. It's real. What? Future episode. It's sad because a dumb dare and his life has changed. Okay, back to fracking. I was surprised to learn that fracking occurs in California. He died, he swallowed a whole live slug that paralyzed him. Yeah, and he was like a young guy too. Yeah. Sad. He was a teenage rugby player yeah. in 2010 named Sam. Oh, he Ballard. died. He passed. Oh, he passed. Yeah, I didn't know he passed. It's known as a rat lung worm. The I think that should be a future topic for likely you. picked up the rat droppings. Ugh. It led to bacterial meningitis. This is terrifying. I mean, I know enough already to know everything that happened from here on To out. know that you shouldn't lick a slug. Don't lick a slug, people. It's not you, cute. They could have rat meningitis. <laughs> so there's fracking in California. I was surprised. In 2014, 5.4 million people lived within a mile of one of the 84,000 plus existing oil and gas wells, 3,000 of which had been used for fracking. When fracking does occur in California, it's different from other places in the US. 
Tell me how fracking in California is different than other places in the U.S. It occurs at shallower depths oh. and in closer proximity to drinking water sources, Interesting. making it more risky. Bunch of hippies. Oh, for, sorry, just kidding. For the risk of uh, water contamination. Okay. Washington became the fourth state to ban fracking with the passage of... I didn't know that we banned it. Yeah, in 2019. With Senate Bill 5145, fracking for both oil and natural gas is banned in our state. Good job. I'm surprised that California didn't beat us to that. I am surprised as well. Yeah, your homeland. In a current event, fracking in the UK was halted a while back amid opposition from green groups and local concerns over earth tremors, as they call them there. Mm. But they're That's cute. But I know <laughs> everything is better in British talk. But uh, but there have been calls to rethink the ban. This is just recently, given the soaring cost of energy. Mm-hmm. The government has said all options are on the table as it's been trying to end um, imports of Russian energy because yeah. of the conflict in Ukraine. <laughs> it's a complex issue. I'm telling you, there's no. I'm yeah. If there were easy answers, it it would have been solved already. I watched a documentary. If you want to uh, learn more, there's a documentary from 2009 called Split Estate, which really dives into the dirty secrets of fracking natural gas. So I learned that people don't own the mineral rights under their own land Mm -hmm. and that an energy company can just walk onto your land and start drilling just right next to your front door. Interesting. If it's from little you can do about it. No, these are companies, and there's little you can do about it. So crazy, but like, how does all of a sudden the company own the rights to it? Well, listen to what I learned. All right, all right. So the split estate concept dates back to when kings would retain the rights to any gold and silver deposits that might be under the land where people lived. Trickery, bunch of bullshit. (laughs) When the U.S. was homesteaded. Our government continued this tradition of separate above and below Figures, ownership. Yeah. They want so, the resources. So if there's something of value under can someone our land, it? is that what they happening? can just drill it down into it? Oh, so it basically has no owner. No, the companies. Can, but how do they? The oh, they but so they pay for the rights. Yes. Okay, that's what yes. I was trying to figure out. So they, they but not but it's not like the owners are benefiting. They're their rights are being eroded. Their communities are right. being destroyed. I mean, I was watching on this video. They're putting these things right next to like elementary schools mm-hmm. and, and their property is being devalued and their health, you know, health concerns. So right. it's not like the people are benefiting. It's the companies no. that are benefiting. So companies Ooh. have been aggressively pursuing mineral rights to private and public lands all over the U.S., since the boom began 20 years ago under the Bush-Cheney administration. Companies are supposed to negotiate with landowners, but if no agreement can be made, the companies can just proceed anyway. (laughs) So there's no incentive. And the landowners are powerless. Yeah. Um, On that documentary, there was one fellow that said he had made an agreement with the company that they were going to stay away from. I mean, that land had been in his family for generations and they had a family mm-hmm. burial plot mm-hmm. and they weren't supposed to touch it. Yeah. And 
they went in and just plowed it all over. So he doesn't even know where the grave markers are, where the graves are anymore. From his and after graves. our outing out to the graveyard, I feel super passionate about the fact that like people should be able to find their people. Graves should be marked. Yes. People should, or else they just can get forgotten. That's heartbreaking. You think, whoa. Oh. I'm not sure how you projectile that across the No, that was a pretty cool trick. <laughs> um, I'm seeing a couple of threads of similarity between my topic. We'll see if you can pick them up when I go. Yeah, so water shouldn't burn. No? Here, watch this video. Is this like the fluoride, fluoride in the water? match to my water and... Like I said, it is unpredictable, but the methane randomly travels with the water, and sometimes it will light quite spectacularly. She's just putting a regular match on her kitchen sink water. Oh, my God. See that giant burst of flame? Look at that. Oh, God. Giant flames, like... So that's why your water is sputtering because there's gas in there. Yeah, there's I'm literally gas coming out of her faucet. I'm going to do this right now. Isn't that cray cray? What? I, I would have words. That's just say. one example of the way people are, are impacted well, by this, fracking on a personal level. About, talk about privilege because if someone someone who can't afford to move or, you know, heaven forbid they love where they're at, they can't go or they won't go. Um, huh. And, but if you're rich and have money, you just relocate somewhere else and get the benefits of being away from those places and let people suffer. It's terribly unfair. Terribly unfair. Yes. Certainly. I wanted to mention something called the Halliburton loophole. Despite the widespread fracking and why did you turn because i was putting it on the video and the risk it poses to human health and safe drinking water supplies the u.s environmental protection agency epa does not regulate the injection of fracturing fluids under the safe drinking water act isn't that interesting that seems like interesting. it would be regulated you would think since it goes into your drinking water the oil and gas industry is the only industry in America that is allowed by the EPA to inject known hazardous materials, unregulated, unchecked, directly into or adjacent to underground drinking water supplies. And I'll just say, fucking wrong. And Bullshit. I said real world. Real word. You did. I did. This exemption from the Safe Drinking Water Act has become known as the Halliburton loophole because it is widely perceived to have come about as a result of the efforts of Vice President Dick Cheney's Energy Task Force. Before taking office, Cheney was CEO of Halliburton, which what? patented... What? You didn't know any of this? Well, I mean, I could care less at that point in my life about Dick Cheney. I just knew I didn't like him. But see, isn't it good to have facts? Cheney yeah. was CEO of Halliburton, <laughs> which patented hydraulic fracturing in the 40s. Isn't that interesting? Halliburton originally patented fracking All these in the 40s. All these people their specialized interests, and it's everybody. It's everybody. Stop it. And remains one of the three largest manufacturers of fracturing liquids, fluids. 
So I just want to say it's called the Halliburton loophole because it's widely perceived to have come about as a result of that of those efforts. I guess not. Yeah. All right. Final topic. Final bit of this mm-hmm. is RuPaul a fracker? What frack? No, I hoped when I saw that headline. Oh, frack! No. Tell me more. Well, some believe RuPaul is a fracker. And I didn't want to believe it, so I've tried to look into it. During a conversation on NPR's Fresh Air in early 2020, RuPaul sparked concerns. Great name for yeah. That oil companies may be fracking on his 60,000-acre ranch in eastern Wyoming. He said, quote, it's a modern ranch. 21st century ranch is really land management he said and he said one aspect is to quote lease the mineral rights to oil companies and you sell water to oil companies unquote so memes immediately started going around showing rupaul you know as a fracker there were a lot of irresponsible i say headlines calling out rupaul as a fracker without actually like giving the full information Mm -hmm. like this is an example of one of the memes so oh, wow. He's in Bad. drag attire, you know, it says RuPaul's frack race. Like cowboy drag attire. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the headlines was, how does RuPaul make and spend his drag race millions? The LGBT icon has a net worth of $60 million, but how much comes from fracking and farming on his Wyoming ranch? Okay. So I call that irresponsible because when I looked a little further into it, it's not his ranch. <laughs> It's his husband's ranch. And they, I mean, they don't live there. I believe RuPaul has like a huge house in San Francisco. So his husband, George Labar, inherited this. So it's it's a family ranch that he inherited. They go there sometimes for a vacation spot. You know, I mean, 60,000 acres, that's a, a big spot. Yeah. And... So in this area, there are 60 producing, or on this um, ranch, there are 60 producing oil wells and 144 wells waiting for approval on this property. And so like we've just discussed, owning the land does not mean you have any say in what goes on. Yeah, it makes it. It, it makes it sound like they're they're choosing to yes. have fracking happen, but like fracking's going to happen anyways. And they are trying to negotiate something that might benefit them as their rights are being taken away. Yeah. I mean, I think, rights. yeah, there's so much we don't know about this, well, but to just I say guess, RuPaul is a fracker I mean, without getting more I know exactly behind it. what they're doing. It's people who don't like Ru, RuPaul and they're specifically trying to say like, see bad person even though these are probably people who like fracking but they just want to like try to damage the reputation of someone who may be perceived as liberal perhaps in my opinion Mm, I think it's people that are more like environmentalist types and feel like didn't really look into it and just heard that RuPaul is a fracker and just got on the wagon that's what I think I think it's I think it's a bunch of fake news (laughs) so 
they can't say no to oil and gas development on the yeah. land. Yeah. So, so that I think needs to be pointed out. So it's, yeah. And it's like, if you went to any of these farmers and just, you blame them, like blame the companies, blame the people who are putting in the fracking in the first place. And if you don't like fracking, do some advocacy work. That's what I'd say. Well, yeah. And I think that's, because maybe your state could ban it too. Washington did, so it's possible. Well, and go after the billionaires who are making money off of it, not the landowner who made, exactly. is not making money off of that. Frack, yes. Like how frack, I just no. I just don't like and frack, yes. Like the idea that they're using like someone's like legitimate success against them. Who cares if he if she made I don't know enough about RuPaul. Uh He's a he out of drag, but and does a she drag? in drag? Okay, I just wanted to make yes. sure. Okay, so good, um, good clarification. Yeah, so so <laughs> he has legitimately made money through his business and entrepreneurship. Yes, and that has nothing to do with this whatsoever. So even just putting his earnings and saying, "How dare he make this much money?" It has nothing to do with fracking. No, it has nothing to do. That's why I called it an irresponsible headline stupid well that's that that's that i'm gonna pee really quick go pee really quick during our topic break okay i'm gonna talk um i i heard when i was driving through um montana that there are specific places where like there's nuclear launch pads and i actually saw some of them and they're like gated off and you can see them from the road um, but apparently, like under underneath the earth, that's where like if something happened, they would like come up and out. It just amazes me when you go to these rural places and you see like all this big tech, like even fracking. That's a lot of um, money and technology and high tech technology just out in these rural communities. There's a lot of money out there. And she's back. I'm back. Okay. I, I, What's your topic? I have no idea say? what I talked about. No, I just talked about random launch pads for nukes I saw in Ooh. rural areas. Um, okay. Oh, are you ready? Yes. Okay. I am going to talk about. Okay. Well, first. Okay. Suspense. So have you heard of the term? And this is more of an English slang term so you may not have heard this before um but the term uh sweet fanny adams no i haven't you haven't okay so i've heard the term sweet fanny like like a butt hey you got a pretty sweet fanny totally unrelated okay okay let's just watch that <laughs> right off the bat okay so um sometimes it'll show up as sweet fa in for short or sweet af no also wrong also and squash that okay uh, okay get on track with me here okay so this term sweet fanny adams it's been used actually since the mid 20th century you're telling me to get on track with you when you're talking about exploding mule deer during my topic <laughs> all right fine i'll stop snapping at you um so this term has been used since the mid 20th century um and it was really tied with uh like currently it's been so watered down it literally means nothing at all oh so when you say sweet fanny adams it means 
nothing but it used to be a big no 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 like no 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 like you're referring to nothing oh yeah like an actual this means oh it the concept of nothing yes oh got it right okay so but prior um it actually in the 1860s became naval slang to describe this new tinned meat which was um that they ate and it was on the boats and so they called it sweet fanny adams um which kind of meant canned meat oh okay and then it got watered down over time to mean nothing at all i love me a canned meat okay you're gonna (laughs) probably regret saying that okay so let's let's chat so sweet fanny may wow i just fanny may loans literally just got into my brain sweet (laughs) fanny adams Adams was an actual little girl. And this is her face, little John. She's eight years old. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the story about Fanny Adams and where this term, which in um in England is still used as common slang. And people, when you ask them about it, this is a, a documentary I watched about it, didn't know where it came from, but they, they use it the... commonly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she was um, born in 1859 to give time timeline context and lived on Tanhouse Lane on the northern side of Alton in uh, Hampshire, England. So she lived with her father and five siblings. The family were um, locally rooted in this town. This town uh, is pretty small. Everyone there knew each other. Uh, they had been kind of rooted there as a settlement for a long time. So everybody knew everybody. Fanny was described as being a tall, I hate it when people describe people like this, but a, a, a what is it, a comely? Oh, where that they're trying to say that they're ugly. she's not pretty. Yeah. I hate that too. And it's so tall, comely, intelligent girl. How about you just say she's tall and intelligent and- yeah. Like well, keep your opinions about her face to yourself. Right. So she actually appeared older than other girls her age because she was really tall. Um, she and was comely. I know. I just hate like that ruins like the first part of it for me. Uh, so she was known as being cheerful, super talkative, and was known to like, um, like talking with the townspeople. She had a lot of strengths. Very bright, engaging young girl. So Fanny's best friend, Minnie Warner. Uh, I love his old names, Minnie right? and Fanny. Aren't they adorable? Uh, was the same age and lived right next door. Um, and like her grandparents lived on the other side. So again, you see how like tight-knit these communities are. Uh, they This town of Alton was really known for its brewery. So all around, if you picture this town in the center, all around it were fields that got the hops for the brewery. Mm. And so a lot of the kids, like there's meadows around there that um, one of them is called Flood Meadow um, and the surrounding River Way is what it's called, uh, that gets a lot of heavy rain. Uh, This is where the kids often would play. So the community was really built around this brewery and this is where the community was surrounding. So Alton had no crime at all during the 19th century. So none of these people have ever experienced crime in their town. The wow. afternoon, right, of August 24th, 1867, 
It was reported as being very sunny and hot. It's August. It was around the time that Fanny, along with her her sister Lizzie and her best friend Minnie, Lizzie, Minnie, Fanny, cute, asked her mother Harriet <laughs> if she could go out to the flood meadow. No objections. They go out there all the time. They play all the time. There's no problems. Fanny and other local children, um, it's it's pretty close proximity too, so it's not like super far away. And as the girls were walking towards Flood Meadow into a hop garden, so where the hops were being grown, they met a man named Frederick Baker, a 29-year-old solicitor's clerk. He's wearing a frock coat, mm. light-colored trousers, and a tall hat. Baker had moved from his former home in Guilford to work and live in Alton about 12 months prior. So he'd only been there for about 12 months. He was employed by solicitor, Mr. Clements, whose office was in on Alton Street. And Baker gave Minnie, Liz, Minnie and Lizzie three half pence to spend on sweets and Fanny and gave Fanny another half penny. He was trying to give them money to follow him to the next town over. Wait, what? So he he's meets luring them? them. Yeah. So he's he first he asked Is he nefarious. He asked Fanny first, offered her a coin, um, a half penny, and she said no. She wanted to stay with her sister and her friend. And when she declined, he offered and gave three, uh, three half pence to the other ones. Um, Get them on board. Like, well, mm. to see if they would go, and they said no. They want to stay. So at this point, um, because they were out there eating blackberries, like they were having fun. They didn't want to, they didn't want to go, but they didn't, there was nothing inherently wrong with talking to him. They knew him from church at that point, And he was there in the community. They probably hadn't had the talk on stranger danger. No, not at all. So this is in the era before windowless vans. Mm -hmm. And exactly. Well, and this is what he did. So kids refused. So he just grabs Fanny, picks her up and walks away. So he was a bigger, you know, tall guy. So uh, he just used what he had at the time against her, which was his his size. So Lizzie and Minnie run. So they see all of this. They run back to Tannhouse Lane, straight to Martha Warner. So um, Minnie's mom. She ignored them. What? Uh, because again, there's been no crime here ever. And like the youngest, um, I saw a picture of her, and she's little. Like I could see you being like okay you're just joking or that's just a story and like brushing it off and that's what she did she didn't believe them it you gotta believe your kids right so it wasn't until about and i think this was like a couple hours later until five o'clock p.m so i think the timeline was about until about three something so it wasn't until five that they made their way home for dinner and Miss Gardner, the mom of Fanny and Lizzie, who also lived on Tanhouse Lane, noticed Fanny's absence and asked the girls, like, what's going on? Where is she? The children said um, what had occurred and told Miss Gardner that Fanny had been taken away by Baker. Miss Gardner relayed this information. Oh, sorry, to Fanny's mother, Harriet. Miss Gardner was, I believe, the neighbor. They're like, like we said, yeah. she got taken away. They met with Baker, so they actually went and met with him, only going a short distance. They found him near a gate separating the hop garden from Flood Meadow. Uh, according to the Hampshire Chronicle, Miss Gardner asked Baker what he had done with the child. 
Baker assured her that he often gave money to children for buying sweets and that he didn't take the child. And Miss Gardner replied, I have a great mind to give you in charge of the police, mm. to which Baker told her she could do what she liked. Baker's position in town as a solicitor's clerk initially deflected suspicions uh, because he seemed reputable. He was put well put together. Um, and he was very, everything I read about this, he's very calm, cool, and collected through all of this. So they both return home, believing that Fanny was still just playing somebody, somewhere nearby. Ugh, they believed him. So now it's between 7 and 8 p.m. Fanny still didn't come home, prompting Harriet, her mom, and a group of neighbors to start searching. As the evening was setting, the group was searching uh, the place called the hollow around there with no success. In the nearby hop garden, however, there was a laborer named Thomas Gates, who's a Crimean uh, war veteran, uh, found Fanny's head. What? Stuck on two hop poles while he was tending to the crops. Hot poles. Hop poles. Hot poles. Hop for the hops for the breweries that they grow on. What did that fucking the frock coat do? Right. So, and because this is a small community, it's pretty obvious that it's her. Poor Fanny. It gets worse. Oh. Fanny's ears had been severed from her head, which had two large cuts from her mouth to her ears across the temple. Further investigation discovered that, um, discovered her head, arms, and legs were all separated from the trunk. There were three incisions on the left side of the chest and a deep cut on the left arm dividing her muscles. Fanny's forearm was cut at the elbow joint Ugh. and her left leg was nearly severed at the hip with her left foot cut off at the ankle point. Her right leg was actually forcibly torn from the trunk. What in the hell? And the whole contents of her pelvis and chest were completely removed. Five further incisions were made on her liver. Her heart had been cut out and her vagina was missing. Both of her eyes were cut out and were found in the nearby river. Let's hope she was dead when all this happened. So I do have some information that probably because they they were trying to figure out what actually killed her. Yeah. Um, and they did end up finding two small knives, um, but they did find a rock that had blood and hair on it. So they're thinking that she was so hopefully hit. She was at least knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is horrific. This is. And this, I, I told you before this, like I stumbled across this when looking at other things and yeah. I seldom find something that's like worse than the headlines for it. Right. Yeah. Right. And this, it was like, the more I dug, the more horrifying it was. And um, it, well, I just want to know like, why, why did he do all those and, things? And I just want to say though, things. this made me with the shootings at the elementary school in Evaldi, Texas. It just yeah, it made it made me think about this false sense of security of I'm sending my child somewhere that I know is safe. Well school should be safe. School should be safe. The field where your children play next to your house should be safe too. And I mean really it should. <laughs> and it's this sense of security that just gets rocked and then when you don't have answers because there is no logical reason that will ever make this okay yeah. no answer helps 
So that's what this really reminded me of when like listening to like the parents in this and oh it's just heartbreaking yeah our hearts do go out to everybody absolutely especially the families that yeah lost their kids or other family members I and that's honestly horrible reading this I hope it's the last one I hope like something changes me too it can't happen again so they find all this stuff in this search Overwhelmed with grief, her mom collapsed on her way, trying to tell her husband he was gone uh, playing cricket. So word was sent to him. And when George, the husband, was told, he returned home to take his loaded shotgun and set out to look for the culprit. But neighbors stopped him and instead sat with him through the night. So the neighbors didn't fully know what had been found yet. Mm. And I'm wondering if that would have impacted what they would have allowed him to do. Yeah. Um, Maybe the whole neighborhood would have gone out. Yeah, because he, I think, was informed just about the surface bit about um, his daughter being killed and the last man who was seen with her. So he had that level of information. So people, the next day, all those people started visiting the Hop Gardens to help collect her remains. And that's oh, when it became more gosh. known. It was They were spread out um, intentionally. The police tried unsuccessfully to find the murder weapons as they suspected that small knives were used. It's likely that the crowd of searchers may have actually trampled them down. Um, I mean, it was there like there. precision involved or is it just so just animalistic? Like oh, no, you mean I with mean, him? Yeah, with like I'm, the damage that he did to her. It, it definitely was not noted as being like medical precision by any means. So it's yeah. just like this primal mm-hmm. vicious attack yes so most of her body parts were collected on that day but an arm a foot and intestines were not found until the next morning one foot was still in the shoe and still and in her hand they still they found clutched the two half pence oh that baker had given to her the breastbone was never found fanny's remains were taken to the doctor's surgery so post-mortem could be carried out. So that's, they did find the stone at this point and found hair sticking to it. So that's what they think might've been the actual murder weapon. Uh, because at this point, what I found was really sad is in her um, like death report, it doesn't, you know how normally it says the cause of death. They mm-hmm. could not determine cause of death because of mm-hmm. how mutilated she was like even so her they're not 100 sure at what point she died and what she might have may have experienced and even when they found her head like the it was so mutilated at that point they just had to assume it was her because she was missing that's how bad it was so they um on this report they put um death caused by and they they put baker's name oh, okay as the cause of death okay that's an interesting way to it is put it because they they were like we can't point to anything but him but do they have evidence that he was the one i mean yes there's the circumstantial with him yes. carrying her off and let's dive in okay okay so that evening police superintendent william cheney hurried from the police station to flood meadow he was met by several people who then led him to what's what was called the leathern bottle upon which is a building upon arrival the proprietor of the house handed Cheney a bundle of a bundle labeled portions of a child. Ah, 
And with the help of some of his officers, they organize a search for missing body parts. Why are we labeling things like that? Right. Hearing that, hearing that Baker had been the last one to see the children made him kind of the prime suspect, honestly. That was just, it made sense in this small of town. Arriving at the solicitor's office at 9 p.m., he found Baker still at work an hour later than usual. Baker protested, claimed his innocence, despite being informed that he was the only suspect. Cheney had no alternative but to arrest him on suspicion of murder. By this time, a large and agitated crowd was like forming outside, uh, forcing the police to actually kind of like smuggle him out, um, worried that the mob would kill him first. Mm-hmm. When? Uh, so word had gotten out. Yes, absolutely. Because this whole community had to help find her body. Ugh. So yeah, and not just upset, but like Portions part of, of it. a child. That is just Portions of a child. Twisted. Absolutely. So they did find on Baker two unstained small knives. There were spots of blood um, on him. They questioned him and he said, well, I don't see a scratch or cut on my hand to account for the blood, is what he said. Baker's conduct was cool and collected. Mm -hmm. Sometime after the arrest, Cheney backtracked to Baker's desk in the solicitor's office and discovered a diary at his desk and some legal legal papers there was an entry made for that saturday the 24th august 1867 which recorded killed a young girl it was fine and hot hot probably not our meaning of hot okay probably that's very (laughs) i was like wait wait this is a whole nother level this was a long time ago (laughs) burn your journal people burn your journal the Hampshire Chronicle reported that the hop garden had been cleared on September 21st, but nothing connected with the murder had been found. It also added that Baker remained completely unfaced with the murder. He didn't exhibit any symptoms of insanity or remorse. He Sounds didn't like admit a psychopath. anything. Right. So added to confusion because Baker stated that he was intoxicated when he saw the children but all evidence and witnesses claim that that wasn't true because he went back to work and was mm. fine. So the investigation then um, continued through to October and a young boy came up in October and he lived close to the Adams family and he came forward as a witness. The boy testified that he saw Baker emerge from the hop garden at 2 PM on the day Fanny was murdered with his hands and clothes saturated with blood mm. Baker then reported was reported to have been like stooping down on the river, what calmly wiping himself with a handkerchief. After which he put a small knife and another unidentified object in his jacket pocket. The boy related the story to had did tell his mom the story at the time, but she didn't tell anybody until she spoke in a pub about it two months later. And then as police were investigating, that's how they kind of funneled down him as a witness. I mean, I would imagine he'd be completely head to toe covered with blood. Well, but you'd be wrong. Why would I be? I'll tell you more. So Cheney requested an immediate forensic test in late October. All recovered clothing, the two knives from Baker when he was arrested, um, all went to uh, Taylor at A.S. Taylor at Guy's Hospital in London. They received detailed tests for the period. After examining the items, they were able to confirm the blood was human on the knives. One of the small knives contained a small amount of coagulated blood, although none was on the handle. 
Under cross-examination, Taylor stated he would have expected more blood on the knives, like you're saying, and signs of rust if they had been washed. So the quantity of blood found, however, was pretty small on his person. He only had a few drops and on the knives, not much. So this was surprising. And Taylor's um, opinion that an, an inexperienced person armed with a proper weapon could dismember a body in about half an hour. And he said blood would still run, but would not have spurted from the body. Mm. Further examination of Baker's clothes uncovered some small traces on his waistcoat, trousers, and stockings, but not like where you'd imagine like spurting blood on you. So that kind of makes sense if he's like, blood wouldn't spurt at that point. I just imagine you'd have to be like just down in it. Which means she'd be dead when he killed her because the blood wouldn't be flowing anymore. Like the heart wouldn't be pumping blood, so it wouldn't be spurting. So hopefully, to me, that's a little bit like, I hope she's hopefully. knocked out by the rock. Um. So. He sounds like a, a bad, bad man. He's a bad, bad man. Okay. So there was no signs of rape on the body, which I thought was interesting with the amount of like the particulars of like taking the vagina like we've talked about other past serial killers where like the female body portions are specifically targeted in ways um but not every serial killer um had rape involved in that it was more about the mutilation aspect so uh dr lewis leslie from the alton from alton thought fanny's ultimate cause of death was probably the blow to the head with the stone leslie speculated that a larger instrument had had to have been used to cut the body even though they didn't have that. They never found that. And also added that the dismemberment was achieved in less than an hour. That's really quick for the amount of damage he caused. Forensics indicated that cuts had been made when the body was still warm and that Fanny had not only been cut, but also hacked and torn. Dismemberment is just something I cannot horrifying wrap my brain around. That's yeah, like when you think about like even medieval times when they would dismember people for torture, like, oh no, this sounds horrifying. The time it had taken Baker to cut the body into so many pieces most likely gave him the opportunity to choose the his positioning so that he may not get covered in blood. So because someone could do it in half an hour with the proper weapon they're assuming he had the proper weapon they just didn't find it Mm. um yes he may have had the small knives too but they think there's something else and that means he had double the amount of time to be careful about not getting a ton of blood on him and positioning himself in ways around the body to not have more Mm. blood so he continued throughout all this to say he's innocent and that he hoped the the guilty party would be found Okay, so English law at the time required that in case of sudden death, an immediate inquest had to be held under the jurisdiction of a coroner. In the case of Fanny Adams' uh, inquest, Deputy County Coroner Robert Harfield was in charge of the proceedings, which were held in, it was renamed George, in Alton. So this was all still just in the town. Cheney was in attendance along with the chief constable, And the first to give evidence was Minnie Warner, the friend who told them about the money. And actually Baker was, she had said it wrong that he had only given them two half pence. And he's like, no, I gave you three. So like, he's not arguing at all that he gave them money. He just says I gave them money for candy. And Mm -hmm. 
But then comes the testimony of the boy, and they really have at this point all the evidence they need at this time for what they could. And as the trial took place, they the, his uh, defense team tried to say that he uh, the knives were too small to commit the crime, and that they also tried to argue for insanity, saying that Baker's father had been violent, a cousin had been in multiple asylums, and his sister had died of a brain fever, and he himself attempted suicide after a love affair. What's a brain fever? I don't know. <laughs> Something of the time. I know it's like, what was that? <laughs> um so there is family mental health history, and he had a suicide attempt after a love affair. Which I thought was well, I mean, no doubt something mm-hmm. had to have occurred, either biologically not... or in his life experience, because this isn't this is out of the norm. This is not typical. No, the defense also argued that the diary entry, right, right, was typical for a quote epileptic old old terminology or formal way of entry. So they actually said that it's not. It wasn't a confession because he didn't have a comma after the word killed. Oh, will you read the diary entry again? Do you have that again? Yeah, let me scroll back up. Okay, it said, killed a young girl. It was fine and hot. So there was no comma after girl? No, after killed. So they're saying killed a young girl. Not killed a young girl. Because they're saying grammatically that that's not... Okay. Yeah, there's... I think that's stretching a little. I think so, too. (laughs) It's, like, stretching a lot. (laughs) I thought they were going to say, like, oh, no, he was just writing um, a poem. No, I think it's more of, like, the... That if he was specifying that he had killed the girl, grammatically, there would be a comma there to then specify what he had killed, which is not typically how that goes in a journal, because we're not stupid. Okay. So and then no DNA back then, so they couldn't match right, the blood. Right, with... right, right, right. They just knew it was human blood. So I mean, not helpful, really. <laughs> and he okay, so the justice invited the jury to consider a verdict of not responsible by reason of insanity, but they returned a guilty verdict after just 15 minutes. Um, again, this is in the community, so good luck getting an impartial jury. On December, I don't think it mattered anyways, but just to point it out. On December 24th, on Christmas Eve, Baker was hanged outside Winchester Prison. The crime had become notorious and a crowd of 5,000 people, mostly women and children, attended to watch. This was the last public execution that, that was held at that prison. The concept of public executions so it's so interesting it is really interesting. It's so different than anything that well, we and like and because like you would think like oh i wouldn't want to see that but like people no, did a, go no, and watch would, it would be a family day out with picnics and everything mm-hmm. yeah it's odd future topic future right. topic. so <laughs> so that happened for his death baker actually wrote to the adams family expressing his sorrow for what he had done in an unguarded hour and seeking their forgiveness following his execution baker's death uh death mask was made and the following year his full figure was placed as an exhibit in the chamber of horrors at madame tussaud's famous waxworks in london right fanny was buried in alton cemetery the headstone erected by voluntary subscription reads 
So their whole point of doing this, this level of details, they did not want her to be forgotten. Sacred to the memory of Fanny Adams, age eight years and four months, who was cruelly murdered on Saturday, August 24th, 1867. Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him, capital H, which is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. Mm. Matthew 10, verse 28. She's only eight, poor thing. There's her little, her, her gravestone. Very Aww. nice gravestone. Um, so they really tried to keep her name alive mm-hmm. and not forget her. And that was something that this town really celebrated is her memory. And over time that became slang. And it was interesting because like people would hear the name and it wasn't until that it was on a British seaman um, on the ships that started in 1869, that they got the, the meat tin rations and they just suggested that it be the butchered remains of Fanny Adams because it was so bad. Oh, that's terrible. So Fanny Adams became slang for mediocre mutton, like a stew. That does not honor her memory. No. And it basically meaning that it was worthless. And so you can see how over time that get water gets watered down to meaning nothing. And so even the large tins that the muttons were delivered in, um, these these are cooking pots are still known as fannies. Interesting. By the mid 20th century, many working class men were pretending to their sons and social superiors that their own favorite expressions, what they called sweet F.A., stood for sweet Fanny Adams with the commonplace meaning of total inaction or downtime, while they and their peers use the expression among themselves to mean sweet fuck all. Oh, like don't give a shit right means nothing sweet fanny adams has lingered as a euphemism of that explicit expletive sense and i just want to say i don't think that's nice it's not very nice it's not nice because i this this is a topic that turned upside down for me because it started with the topic of the mutton and i was like well okay wait and then it kind of unearthed Fanny Adams from that and like people still use that and it's horrible well, I <laughs> like, hear somebody use that I, I mean I smack those words right out I've of never heard mouth. it in the U.S. so I'm curious if any um you know I've never any listeners afar you tell of us you tell us sweet F.A. listeners from afar sweet fuck all <laughs> sweet I, frack all I do like spam sushi that's what I was referring to when oh, I said I like a canned meat. Gotcha. It's good. Do you regret saying it now, though? No, because I still like it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Tasty. So that is the That's a good topic. The life and story of Fanny Adams, and I hope that um, people stop using her name in vain. That and I don't like. It's so bad to say, but like, there's so much. It's sad that people can't trust the inherent good in things no like your kids going and play your kids going to school those sorts of things it's very sad that you can't most people are good i believe most people are good but it only takes one person fucks like this guy that just ruined it for everybody though i do have to say in his defense i did not hear a lot of strong evidence 
confession on with the date that he killed a girl the he journal was there. Entry. he was the last his journal entry and he was the last person seen with them and the boy saw him washing blood off of himself in the river but that came two months later so who knows i know but it's all none of it's like but i think hard like nobody right. witnessed him like murdering or and doing her. any yeah. of those things yes absolutely yeah. and that's where i think it's hard because this small community as well like everyone knows everybody here's someone that's new could be an easy target as well in that way nobody likes the new guy uh but to me like him admitting it after um having blood i mean he probably did it yes well and he had blood on his clothes and they said and he's like well i don't have any cuts no, I mean, <laughs> like, well, why would you say that? Yeah, why would you if, say if that? you're not? It's an interesting response. It is an sir. interesting response. <laughs> um, I didn't ask you if you had cuts. I asked you about the blood. Yes, and it, it would be a very odd story for the other two kids because they did witness him carry her off. Yeah, at least. So I wonder if at that least first witnesses. mom had believed her kid could could have, have been timeline. saved. Yeah, because he because he took an hour. And then they didn't find her till five. So, I mean, that's like. Who knows who what knows. was going on during that time. Yeah. Someone could have at least interrupted something. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good topic. Until next time. Uh, say no to fracking. Frack no. Frack no. And let's make sweet Fanny Adams mean something nice. I don't know. What could, nice. what could it mean? What could it mean? Something sweet. Innocence. Innocence. Let's rebrand it. Let's reclaim it. Done.